This Restorative Justice Life is a production of Amplify RJ. Follow us on all social media platforms at Amplify RJ or sign up for our email list to stay up to date on everything we have going on. And to get the most involved, join our free Mighty Networks community to get connected with others living this restorative justice life all over the world. As far as this podcast goes, make sure you're subscribed, leave a rating and review, and share with a friend to help us further amplify this work. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to This Restorative Justice Life, the podcast that explores how the philosophy, practices, and values of restorative justice apply to our everyday lives. I'm your host, David Ryan Barcega Castro Harris, all five names for the ancestors, and I'm the founder of Amplify RJ. On this podcast, I talk with RJ practitioners, circle keepers, and others doing this work about how this way of being has impacted their lives. Welcome to this restorative justice life. We're having a little bit of a different conversation today. Here with us, I have Des Moines Wesley, uh, one of our facilitators at Amplify RJ. Uh, say hi, Des Moines. Hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be reacting to something that happened a while ago. When I think about this restorative justice life, it's not just about um, our, our jobs or the things that are going on in our personal lives. Um, it is about how we interact with things that are happening in the world, our thought patterns, right? This way of being permeates um, all of what we do. And much earlier this year at the Academy Awards, there was uh, what we all have come to know as the slap, uh, where uh, Chris Rock uh, made a joke about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith came up on stage, slapped him in the face, uh, said, keep my wife's name out your mouth. And the whole um, fallout from that uh, became like a big, big media storm. Uh, a lot of outrage culture um, calling for cancellations, calling for bans. Um, there was a whole conversation about whether or not violence is right or wrong. Um, or appropriate in any given moment, people telling white people to sit this conversation out. Um, and I don't want to participate in that part of the discussion. The reason that we're having this conversation right now is this conversation has been in the back of my mind uh, for a little bit. And one of the things that I want to do with this sort of justice life, or at least this platform, is examine the way that we think about violence and conflict as, as a culture and start to think about how we can apply some of the, these things to our lives. Right now, Will Smith is out promoting his new movie, Emancipation. And because he's doing press for it, um, conversations about uh, the slap and the fallout from that have been coming up. Uh, one of these conversations was on... Trevor Noah, uh, the daily show with Trevor Noah, and they had a really interesting conversation. So we're going to play a clip of that. Um, and then Des Moines and I are going to dive in, uh, and discuss. So here we go. Great seeing you again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been yeah. a while since I lost. So it's been a while since many people have seen you, yeah. you know, um, I, I've been away. <laughs> what y'all, what y'all been doing? <laughs> You know, <laughs> Thank you, baby. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, I can only imagine what it's been like for you yeah. because it has been weird for many of us. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you're Will Smith. Yeah. You know, you are. No, you are. You're Will Smith. Yeah. You are, you are mm. one of the biggest movie stars that has ever existed. You know, one of my favorite people that I've ever seen inhabit a screen. Thank you, man. You know, and then you, you had the Oscars. Yeah. Where in one night, you, I have no independent recollection of the. I, I can only imagine because you, you know, you, you, you won, you know, you won your first Oscar yeah. that night, a well-deserved Oscar that night. But it is, it is simultaneously, in many ways, not yeah. the worst. I won't say the worst because I know yeah. the life you've lived. I've read yeah, the book, yeah, yeah. but it is one of the best days of yeah. your life and one of the worst days yeah. of your life. And I, I would, I'd love to know. I mean, just you know, us yeah. talking. First of all, what has the journey been like since that day? Like. 
Because we, we, everyone speculates. Everyone yeah, just yeah, sees yeah, it and yeah. goes, I think this, I think that, I think mm-hmm. this, I think that. What has it been like for you? Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was a horrific night, uh, as you can imagine. Um, you know, there's many nuances and, and complexities to it, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I just, I lost it, you know. And I guess what I would say you just never know what somebody's going through, you know, mm. you know, in the, in the audience right now, you know, you're sitting next to uh, strangers, you know, and somebody's mother died last week, you know, um, somebody's child is sick, you know, um, somebody just lost their job. Somebody just found out their spouse cheated, you know, there's, it's like there's all these things and these there's strangers and you just don't know what's going on with people, you know? And there's, I was going through something that night, you know? And uh, not that that, you know, justifies my behavior yeah, at all. No, no, I would just say, you know, you're asking what did I learn? And it's that um, we just gotta be nice to each other, man. You know, it's like, it's hard. And I guess the thing that was most painful for me is I took my heart and made it hard for other people. You know, and it's like I understood the idea where they say hurt people, hurt people, you know, and it's like, you know, it's it's interesting. I remember, again, everybody was speculating. One of my friends called me and we're talking, Mm -hmm. we're talking. Everyone's got these opinions. And then someone said, Mm -hmm. I feel like we saw the real Will Smith in that moment Mm because there's a guy who's so full of love and so positive. But I feel like in that moment we saw the real Will Smith. And, and I said, and not because I know you, you know, right. but, but I said, honestly, I said, no, if anything, I feel like it was the opposite. Like, you know, you talk in your book about growing up so afraid mm-hmm. of conflict. You yeah. grow up in your book talking about how you were always afraid to fight with, how you were afraid to. For me, it felt like in watching yeah. that moment, I felt like you were like, is this, it's like in a weird way, it's like you, you stood up for the wrong thing at the wrong yeah, time yeah. in a way. Yeah, you know, do, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it felt like you'd taken everything because here we are, you know, yeah. human to human, man to man. But like people have said some mm-hmm. shitty things about you and your family. Absolutely. You know, you're mm-hmm. a human being. It, yeah. it felt like, and I, I would say this to people, I was like, it is, it's becoming relentlessly shitty now. Yeah. And yeah. people think it's okay. Yes. That's the thing. People think yeah. it's okay. And not Chris, by the way. Yeah. I'm talking about people, the internet, et cetera. But it, it, it felt like this was Will Smith for the first time going, okay, is this how you want me to respond yeah. or not? Yeah, no, nah, it, it was, you know, it was a lot of things. It was the, the, the little boy that watched his father beat up his mother, you know, it's, uh, you know, all of that just bubbled up yeah. in, in, in that moment. Um, you know, I just, that's not who I want to be. Right. You know, you've known me for a long time, so you know me personally, mm-hmm. so you know. Um, but you know, y'all might not know, um, you know, it's like that, that, that is, that, that's not who I want to be, man. I'm trying to, you know, I'm yeah, trying to, I, put... I also think that's not who you are. I'll be honest. Right. With you. I think it's not who you are. I think everybody can make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think in my honest opinion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think how I, how I think of living my life. Now, as I say, now I'm crying for real. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It was no, but I, mean, but I, mean this, I mean this honestly. I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, so 
on my side as a human being, I go, the reason it was shocking is because that's not who you are. Yeah, Does yeah, that make sense? Exactly. Like, exactly. I, like I saw, for instance, there was, a, there was a, an article that was written, I think it was a Hollywood reporter or whatever. They had a list of like problematic actors or whatever. I was personally offended for mm. you and Letitia, funny enough, for a different reason, but they had you guys in a list where I was like, wait, some of these people are here for sleeping with underage kids. These people are here for abusing their spouses. Yeah. And again, what you did was up. I always tell yeah. you that I love yeah. Chris. I'm friends with him. I love yeah. you. I'm friends with But I was like, this is up. Yeah. But I was like, but it's not the same world. Yeah. And that's where it was weird, especially I find, you know, because there were all these dynamics. So mm-hmm. I know that as black people, black people would be to- together and be like, what was Will doing? What the hell happened here? Yeah. Right. But then I know a lot of black people were like, you know, when people came out and they were like, he should go to jail. And we're like, you need to relax yourself. <laughs> it, it, it was a weird, like some people yeah. were overreacting, yeah. Yeah. which made some people underreact. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now it's, it's the, I understand, you know, how shocking that was for people, man. Right. You know, um, Were on you that shocked? stage. You seemed, you seemed a little dazed afterwards. I'm yeah, not yeah, lie. no, I was, I was gone, dude. I was gone. I was gone. I was, um, you know, that was a, a rage that had been bottled for a really right. long time. Right. Um, and, you know, but it's, it's, I understand the pain, you know, yeah. it was like, um, my little my nephew, Dom, is nine. And he is the sweetest little boy. He's like, you know, we came home and it's like he had stayed up late to see his Uncle Will, you know. And we're sitting in my kitchen and he's on my lap and he's holding the Oscar. And he's just like, why did you hit that man, Uncle Will? You know, damn it. <laughs> Why are you trying to Oprah me? Yeah, and he's carrying, he's sitting on your lap, and yeah, you know, so yeah, it, it was, um, you know, it was, I was like, ah, it, it was a mess, you know. I don't want to go too far into it to give people is, more is it, is to it, misunderstand. Is, so. is it is it is it hard? You know, you you have lived. I realized this morning when I was thinking about you coming on the show, mm-hmm. you are one of the rare breed of human who has lived more of your life. Yeah in the spotlight than out of it. Yeah. You got into this mm-hmm. industry as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you grew up and blew up into it as a young man. Yeah. You had your tax issues, you had your life, you had your mm-hmm. family, you had, you know, but you have lived in this world. For so, it's, it's funny, again, I realized, chatting to friends and I was like, you know what's interesting here mm-hmm. is, for us, this is the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. For Will Smith, this is like a cookout. Right. <laughs> and I'm not diminishing the, the Oscars, <laughs> but I was like, those are your people, that's your world. Yeah, this is like yeah. this, you know, and I, and I was like, I, I, I was saying, I think that is part of the reason mm. many of us were that show, because you go like, you, it's this lauded event, it's, yeah. it's bigger than life. Whereas many movie stars are at the Oscars, like, oh, nice to see you again. Hey, good mm. to be here, good to be, yeah, good yeah, to be yeah. back. And I feel like that, that was part of the disconnect. I feel yeah. like that was part of, but, but what I, what one, I, yeah. The one thing that's killing me, um, you know, so emancipation, is Antoine's masterpiece. That's what right? I want to ask you about. Yeah. He has created an absolute masterpiece. Um, Bob Richardson, the DP, and Ben Foster, and just all, all the way down. It's like these top artists in the world have done some of the best work of their career. Yeah. And the idea that they might be denied because of me is like, oh, you know, it's like that, that, that is, is, killing me dead you know and it, it's like the 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 thing that is so critical for me is that you know these people came and they trusted me and they were down right. for for me and you know i just i i, I 
hope that their work will be honored and their work will not be tainted based on, mm-hmm. you know, a horrific decision on my part. I, I, I honestly hope and I don't think that that'll happen. No. I, um, I, you know, I, I have conversations with people all the time about really? res- restorative justice. <laughs> you know, you have conversations with people? <laughs> you know, but about restorative justice, about like yeah. atonement, about we have all these conversations. We have them at the highest levels often. Mm. And what I realize is we, we often don't have these conversations as they pertain to daily life. You yeah. know, what somebody mm. says, what somebody does. Mm. And, and especially in isolation. I, I don't, that's why I say the sum of a person is oftentimes how I define yeah, them yeah. as opposed to a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and and... On a personal level, you know, I think I speak for many people. If I don't, mm. forgive me. But, you know, obviously people were hurt yeah. because we, we love you and we love what mm-hmm. you do. Um, people were shocked because, you know, it's Will Smith, it's Chris Rock, it's, you know, yeah. you know so yeah. Oscars, all these things. But I, I also think I speak for people when I say, like, I don't want that to define you. I don't think it should define right. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, thank you, thank you. I don't think... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any one of us... I don't think any one of us in life deserves to be defined by our f*** up, like yeah, the, the, the f*** up, you know? Uh, if anything, I mean, like, you, you and Chris have the biggest story to, to, to handle on your own. It's yeah, not yeah. our, you know, our, our foray. But, but yeah. yeah, man, I, um, I hope you don't stay hidden forever. No, I, no, I, hope, I hope you know no, that you don't always have to bottle it up. I hope you know that mm. you, 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 you not being perfect is what will make you perfect. You Will Smith, man. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> oh, you that dude. We love you, yeah. for real. I think... Did that do, you know? I, I think that was, that was one of the big things for me over this last couple of months, you know, that I had to forgive myself for being human, you know? And it's like, trust me, there's nobody that hates the fact that I'm human more than me. Yeah, you I know, know that. <laughs> no, but I know that, yeah. You know, um, and just, you know, finding that um, space for myself mm-hmm. within myself to be human. You know, right. it's like I want I, I've always wanted to be Superman. I've always wanted right. to swoop in and save the, the damsel in distress, you know, um, and I had to humble down, you know, mm-hmm. and realize that that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a flawed human and um, I still have an opportunity, you know, to go out in the world and and contribute in, in a way that fills my heart and hopefully helps other people. No. So, uh, a lot to unpack there, uh, Des Moines, what comes up for you, uh, one with all of these months of context and thought and the conversation that, uh, you just, uh, witnessed right now. Yeah. So I think that what I'm thinking about right now is like my reaction to the slap in the moment, like as a restorative justice practitioner and abolitionist in the moment, um, and like how I'm thinking about things now as a person who is sort of witnessing this this spectacle. Um, and I think in the moment, like we were having a conversation and I said something about the fact that like, you know, sometimes you just, you got to get your chin checked, you got to get slapped, and then we can enter into a reparative process afterwards. Um, But I think like what I'm really sitting with now is this notion of how like living in a culture of violence, like we do in the United States, like violence is endemic, um, how much that sort of um, colors and informs how we show up in relationship, right? How we show up in conflict, both interpersonally and societally, um, and how violence really um, informs how we think about violence. Uh, I think that violence at its core is really a a crisis of imagination and conviction. Um, 
even even this take of like violence is never the answer right is colored and informed by that same culture it's a like a moralistic statement um that really doesn't offer us any pathways to like okay how do we deal with violence when it happens and how do we build a culture in which violence doesn't happen and isn't an answer for ourselves or the ones that we love um yeah i think that's sort of what's ruminating for me now yeah definitely and you know again this is not a prescriptive conversation about uh, this is what should have happened in this circumstance right you or i are not impacted parties in this at all there's lots of impact from what has happened, but, you know, having the broader conversation about, you know, the role of violence, the role of, you know, um, unhealthy masculinity, um, that, you know, is present due to, you know, this, these ideas around violence and domination, um, needing to, um, defend your woman, right. Um, or, and like, you know, the creative ways to think about (laughs) how, how could I go about addressing that harm in that moment or later, right. Um, we're lacking in that, in that space, right? Chris Rock is someone who's missing from this particular conversation, right? And the way that he's chosen to deal with all of this has been to make fun <laughs> of the situation, right? And has in many ways used it to promote himself. Um, like he's talking about it in his standup. He, him refusing to engage in, um, in, in dialogue around this um, is both you can argue like self-protective um, someone who has been harmed in any given situation does not necessarily, it is not a requirement for them in a restorative way to like sit down and have dialogue with a person who caused them harm. But there is lots of space for imagination for how to deal with that. And, you know, he's chosen to deal with that in his own way, still in many ways rooted <laughs> in um, the the defensiveness, self-protection um, and all that. I think it's really interesting though, that we have, you know, Trevor Noah who, is at least showbiz friends with both yeah. people. It was it was striking to me that the words restorative justice were said in a Daily Show interview. And I, you know, this is me putting it out there to one day have a conversation with Trevor Noah, specifically about restorative justice, knowing that he grew up in post-apartheid South Africa, where some semblance of a restorative process happened um, with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Um, I know that, you know, Trevor and many others could be critical of what that actually did. And, you know, it didn't balance out like all of the inequity that uh, happened that, that still exists between white and black and colored people in, in South Africa. But, you know, Trevor bringing in this, the word invoking the word restorative justice and thinking about what reconciliation looks like, not just on a apartheid uh, level, but like in our day-to-day human interactions is, is really important for us to think about because, you know, when Will talks about, you know, all of the impact of the harm uh, that has come from this, right? Both to himself reputationally, his family reputationally, but, you know, between him and his little nephew, right? Between him and all of his future collaborators who are going to have to deal with answering questions about, like, why are you working with this, like, violent, angry yeah. black man, right? Um, like, there, there's a lot of things that are, I'll say, natural consequences due to the culture that we live in, right? When someone... Um, when you know somebody uh, has the potential to slap you, you're going to be wary and hesitant <laughs> of being around that person. But, you know, what are the ways actually back for people in a relationship? It doesn't look like a three-minute apology video that he put out on his YouTube uh, channel a couple months ago. It doesn't necessarily look like um, these these PR um, interviews that are, at the end of the day, promoting his new movie. <laughs> um, like, what does repair of harm look like in this situation what i'm thinking about as you're talking about that and like you know we talk about the iceberg and the ripples and a a sort of another way of thinking about that is like the constellation of harm 
in the constellation of violence. So like you have this particular moment, but what is the surrounding context, right? Um, and I, I think like if there is a repair of harm process, does Chris Rock like have a part? Like, do we say that Chris Rock in making the joke has some repairing to do, right? I think so. Um, so I think that even as we're thinking about like how can restorative justice play in and how can repair of harm play like play a part in this um how do we avoid this like overly individualistic view of like harm that says that will smith is the person who caused harm and is the person who who needs to make repair versus seeing this as a broader constellation of harm where there are people beyond chris brock and will smith who are impacted and sort of how do they play into that and with that i also want to caution us because i think that the world in which we live where there is like Paras parasocial relationship where we think of ourselves as being in relationship with the people that we see um, on screen or in our phone to say that like yes while uh, watching this moment might have like been jarring to us and maybe there's a broader conversation about like the impact that witnessing like violence has I think it's also important to like be very particular that like this instance is about Will Smith, Chris Rock their family and loved ones, their future collaborators. And it is not some sort of like broader societal issue. Violence and harm are, but this particular issue are not, if that makes sense. And, you know, there's a deeper conversation about, you know, separating the artist from their art that we don't have to necessarily get into right now. But, you know, as we see these people, these people are um, public examples of these societal problems manifest, like just on the, the large scale. And so, you know, as you think about when we are in conflict with each other, when, when conflict and harm happens, I, I hear that like, yeah, there are lots of other people who are impacted that we need to think about. And, you know, how do you make those repairs? I also think about, you know, within the metaphor of the iceberg, the, there's a thing that happened on top, right? The slap and reaction to the joke. Um, underneath that is whatever is going on in the personal life of Will Smith um, that made him snap on that one day. Uh, but like, and, you know, all the other things that might be going on in the iceberg. You talked about constellations. I think about, you know, the water in which the iceberg sits, right? We talk about toxic masculinity, um, the, like fragile male ego, um, you know, the culture, like, and lots of other things going on in the culture. And like, how do we address those to so the listener right now? Like, how are those things manifesting in your life and how do they show up and how do we combat that? I think some folks will talk about that as more of a transformative uh, justice approach, right? Changing the conditions under which harm happens or so we don't have that same harm happen again. But you know, what comes up when you think about uh, application to your life and mind? Yeah. What comes up for me. And again, I want to come back to my original reaction to the slap, which is to say that, like, yeah, sometimes slap happen. Like, like slap happen. We slap people. Um, we sh maybe shouldn't or should should or should not. But I think, again, where, where I'm at now, and I think maybe some of my, like, studying uh, around peace has impacted this. If I want, like, a world, if I want a situation in which, like, violence is, yeah, not justified, in its use against me or in its use against um, my loved ones, then I think at a certain point I have to get really creative about my own approaches to, um, to harm and conflict as it shows up in my life. Right. Um, so I, I, I think even, so uh, relationships between 
parents and children, right? Where violence often happens mm-hmm. and we also often justify that violence. I-, I think we should just think more about like, okay, if violence is not an answer, how are we justifying violence in our own lives? And how are we not getting really creative about how we can approach conflict and harm in a different way? Um, I-, I think about that Ruth Wilson Gilmore quote, where life is precious, life is precious, right? And so if I want a world in which life is precious, that means I have to contribute to building a world where life is precious always. And for me, that means like I cannot contribute to the justification of violence. And I have to get very creative about other ways to attend to harm that go outside of violence, including in my own relationships. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think interrupting violence, we talk about like restorative justice happening, like when harm has stopped, right? You can't like necessarily like go into a restorative process when someone is actively being harmed. Like, you know, lots of people critiqued Chris Rock in the days coming saying like, Hey, if somebody's walking up on you like that, like you better have your hands up. And I've heard Chris Rock say over, over the days, like he thought Will was just going to grab the mic and say something. And if Will Smith had said like, Hey, that's not cool. My wife has alopecia. Don't do that. Like, right. That is like, why didn't he have that imagination? Right. That ends up looking very different for everyone. I'm sure the comedy community would come out and say like, it's just jokes. She should be able to take it. This is woke, whatever, cancel culture. But right, that looks very differently. I think Will in some ways would have been able to get like his point across, right? Just being able to like name harm, stop that. And like, hey, even saying like, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth, like in that moment without slapping someone. And there, there are lots of people who would have been like, yeah, that's right. That's how you go about doing that. And I'm not saying whether or not that approach would have been right or wrong or within the character uh, of either of those people for that moment. It's not about critiquing that specific situation. Right. But how is, how do we shift our mindset to like, Hey, what, what if we just name harm right in a moment? Right. And I think about violence interruption techniques that uh, people like right to be um, or other organizations talk about, right. When you're witnessing harm, right. You can interrupt, distract, delay. Oh, sorry. They're like five D's like delay, disrupt. Oh man. I should actually look this up. <laughs> Five D's of uh, of bystander intervention. It's uh, you know direct confrontation. It's uh, delegating. Hey, it's telling someone else in the situation like, hey, go get help. Hey, help me do this. Um, trying to delay by engaging uh, either one of the parties and inviting um, them to you know, hey, what's the time? Can you give me directions to su- such and such? Um, distract them with things similar or you know documenting it not necessarily <laughs> needed in this case because the world saw. You know, this was on <laughs> the, yeah the world saw but like what are the ways that you can um engage um and you know support people through that right i think a lot about um in this in this case not something that happened in the moment but after right uh denzel going over and talking to will smith about um counseling him right trying to like um de-escalate bring him uh bring him back to level and so you could critique whether or not the show should have continued will should whether or not will should have been able to stay and accept his award after the fact right but you know denzel's role in de-escalating that situation right because we know as restorative practitioners people who cause harm and people who have been harmed both have needs right um you know in that moment, I'm sure Chris didn't feel very supported. What are the things that could have gone on? What are the things that people um, in the academy at the who are running the event um, could have done to attend to his needs? Because you know, Wanda Sykes, who was also hosting that night, went on the Ellen Show and talked about how she was shook and uh, distressed 
not only I, I think like part of it was like defending her her comedy brother right but also like as the host of that show right like what's going on here <laughs> right like how are we allowing this uh to go on um and keep happening there there are other needs in those moments that aren't being attended to and like if we're coming to situations of harm um and conflict with those lenses we might be able to mitigate some of the the yeah. additional ripple <laughs> effects that happen from from incidents like that yeah definitely i think something that you just mentioned when you reference denzel in this situation again it's like back to this parasocial relationship thing and how how we should actually make more space for people to handle things within the context of relationship right without um this idea that um this belongs to all of us. This this issue belongs to all of us. And I, of course, I know it feels like that because, again, we all bore witness to it or saw it on Twitter or whatever the case may be. But these are actually living people with relationships. Um, and I think, like, restorative justice, as I understand it, invites us first to think about, like, ourselves and our approach to harm and conflict and relationship. Um so yeah, yeah, maybe taking this moment like you're suggesting and thinking about how it applies to our own lives, but beyond that, also trusting that, yeah, these people have relationship. Will has a relationship with Denzel, with his nephew that he mentioned in the interview, um, That and he's accountable to that relationship, right? Much more so than he's accountable to the random Twitter fingers. Yeah, <laughs> Um, you know, uh, this is teasing a conversation that's going to air in January with, um, an author of this book coming out, um, that I'm not going to like spoil right now, but, um, in the early 1990s, uh, Charles Barkley, um, the former basketball player, now commentator on TNT came out with this Nike commercial talking about how he's not a role model. Parents should be role models. Athletes aren't role models. Right. Um, and while that was critiqued in many circles, like I think, lots of people like agreed with the sentiment that right you don't actually know these people right like why are you taking life advice from um or like why are you holding up uh celebrities as like models of you know how we think the world mm. should be right um this is dangerous territory for me to say but like right like why are people so upset with dave Chappelle? like why are you listening to dave Chappelle to be like the arbiter of like morality and truth and like trans issues when we think about the way that um we generate these relationships with people who are in the public. Right. Um, I think in some ways it's escapism from dealing with the things that are going on um, in our own context. And, you know, I had the, the reason that we're having this conversation about this incident, you know, months, months, months after the fact is because partially because like, I'm not necessarily trying to clout chase like the public conversation. I do think, however, like, when we've gotten more time and space from this, like we can more easily look back and see like some of the context and the things that people have thought about since um, and learn not, you know, how to deal with <laughs> public shame, disgrace and humiliation after you slap someone on national TV, because that's not going to be the reality of most of our existence. But when we are either um, people who experience harm and are harmed or are witnessing harm as many of us do um, in, in everyday life, what are the things that uh, we can draw from yeah. there? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Yeah, I, I, and to the point of like Chappelle or any other public person, I, I think that there is, um, there's a place for like calling these things out as harmful. And then there's another place, again, from that restorative justice lens of like looking at our own selves and our own relationships. 
how do these things show up in our own lives? How do we justify violence that we are a part of? Um, how do we justify our casual transphobia and our casual racism every day? I, I, I think what I'm suggesting and perhaps what, what you maybe are suggesting is that these instances, these very like specular instances of violence or harm, um, we should shift our lens maybe or I suggest that we shift our lens from seeing these things as like causal to like symptomatic of the very things that are going on at the micro level. Yeah. I don't think I was necessarily drawing that connection, but I'll, I'll take it and run with it (laughs) for sure. Uh, So when we're faced with all of these outrageous things, whether it is um, war in Ukraine, whether it is celebrity scandal, whether it is, um, things like the climate crisis or, or, you know, the political day-to-day, like the day-to-day, the day-to-day uh, politics of uh, the United States, like what is within your locus of control and what are you going to do? Right. And I, I think it comes back to what we were sort of saying earlier that it is one, our own like actions in our day-to-day, but it's really what can we do within the context of our relationship or our, our various relationships? Um, I think that that really determines the impact that we have on, yeah, these broader, these bigger issues, the broader systems and, and cultures of violence. It's like, how do we like move the needle towards the world that we want to see in, in just the relationships that we cultivate? I, I think, you know, something that Will Smith brought up in his conversation with Trevor Noah was how like this instance of violence happened was in part rooted in his like history of familial violence between his father and his mother. Mm-hmm. Right. And so thinking about that, how not to use that very trite phrase, but how violence begets violence. Right. And especially violence within our most intimate relationships. How do we actually get serious about that, about the harm that happens there and, and attending to those things in a, um, in a more restorative way and a more way rooted in dignity um, I think that that's what we is within our locus of control. I'm debating in my head whether or not this contra- this contribution of conversation is you know furthering that like spectator culture or like just really using this as um, a moment of education. I really admire uh, Instagram's terrible with search, but Richie Rich Sita um, you know shared a pretty nuanced transformative justice take about this right after the incident happened. But, you know, I'm debating in my head whether or not this is contributing to like more of the noise or if this is actually instructive so or informative. So if you found value in this uh, conversation and you want to hear more about uh, or if you want to hear uh, more restorative takes and analysis of current events, uh, let us know. We're trying out this new format in this new year. We're looking to expand the type of content that we're producing. Um, and if this is something that resonates with you, we hope that uh, you let us know. And so uh, we can continue to amplify this work. Like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast on whatever platform you're using right now. Or if you're old school, tell a friend. It really helps us further amplify this work. You can also support us by following us on our social platforms, signing up for our email list, signing up for a community gathering, workshop, or course. So many options links to everything in the show notes or on our website, amplifyrj.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.